Welcome to Plant Medicine Transmissions with Javier Regueiro. In this episode, I would like to complete this series of podcasts about the Toy Datura plant connected with the publication of my book, The Toy Datura Diaries, which is now also available in audible format. The theme that I would like to explore is the one about the toy trends. Many people, particularly bored adolescents with little pocket money, ingest the Datura plant, the toy plant, in order to seek some kind of high. Unfortunately, the effects of this medicine are unlike any other effects from other plants or substances in that it does not facilitate, catalyze a high as we may be looking for, but more properly so, a trance state. In traditional societies to this day, the trance state is a very special state that is only pursued when uh, the occasion asks for it and not in order to have a good time. There are various examples from all over the world. For instance, in Tibetan Bon tradition, which is a shamanic tradition that is at times combined with Tibetan Buddhism, the shaman is asked to perform a ritual and go into a trance state in the case that a normal state of awareness is not enough in order to find solutions or answers to particular questions. We can see cinematic version of this in the movie by Bernardo Bertolucci, Little Buddha, and I have seen also very similar footage from actual ceremonies in uh, documentaries. Another common example is the Barong dance in uh, Bali. The Barong dance is performed to reenact the constant dance between dark and light. And in this dance performed at festivals and in temples, the barong is brought out to dance. The barong is a mythical archetypal figure that looks like a lion of sorts and that is moved by several people underneath the barong himself. During this dance, appears also the Randa, which is the witch and expression symbolic of the dark forces. The arrival of this witch calls 
for certain individuals who are trained or naturally predisposed for it to begin attacking the witch with their Chris knives. What happens is that the Randa will turn those Chris knives against the dancers themselves. So they start redirecting and pushing these sharp knives against their own chest with all might. However, the barong protects them and there is no injury, no physical injury to the dancers. In Balinese Hinduism, it is not a case of fighting darkness with light, but it's more accurately about honoring the dance, the eternal dance between these two energies. Another example is in Brazilian candomblé. Candomblé is the Brazilian version of the Western spiritual tradition from Africa that the slaves brought to the Americas. In Cuba, is known as Santeria. In uh, Haiti, is syncretized with the original tradition of that island and is known as Voodoo. And an essential part of candomblé uh, spirituality is these ceremonies that begin with uh, chanting and drumming until people start going into a trance. When they enter a trance, they are taken out of the circle into a special room where they are dressed as the Orisha whose energy has taken over the individual. And uh, then these people in a trance and all dressed up are brought back into the circle so that they can bestow healings and blessings upon the audience. In all of these cases, without exception, the people in a trance are supported by other people whose job is to keep them safe. Because in a trance state, we are no longer in control. We are no longer aware of what surrounds us. And oftentimes, there are dangers to their physical being, which is why they are being watched over and protected by these other people in the ceremony. The lesson for us nowadays is that the ingestion of the toy medicine should not be done on one's own. I don't use the word should or need lightly because everybody can do whatever they want with their lives. But in the case of ingesting this plant medicine, it is most wise to not do it on our own, but to have a trusted guide, a trusted person who will prevent us from getting into trouble and endangering not only our own spirit, but also our own physical bodies. I was personally baffled by my own toy trance when it first 
happened in the winter of 2005 because I could not remember anything about my experience. And therefore, I doubted the validity and the use of such an experience. It took me several weeks to make peace with the fact that I had no recollection whatsoever until I eventually realized that it wasn't because of my limitations that I wouldn't remember anything, but it was the very quality of this experience that I was having. We can say that the toy trance is a total, even though temporary, annihilation of our conscious capacities. Among its effects is also an inability to move about consciously because we're not even aware of where we are, followed by a short-term memory loss. So we are not capable of remembering anything that happened during the trance state. And this is the same for all of these trance states that I've mentioned in Tibet, in Bali, and in Brazil. The people who go in a trance state are not conscious of the experience that they're having, of what they're doing, and don't remember anything about it afterwards. So for those bored adolescents with little pocket money and a missing proper drug dealer, I don't recommend that they ingest this medicine because among all consciousness-altering substances, this is the least rewarding one. The experience of a full trance state is never for the benefit of one's own or for the enjoyment of it. As a matter of fact, these trance states are engaged in only when absolutely necessary and not for the benefit of the individual, but for the benefit of the entire community. That means that trance states are about not just our own temporary dissolution of our egos and conscious minds, but they are engaged in for egoless, non-egocentric purposes. And that means that it is an experience reserved only to mature individuals who are not pursuing this kind of experience for their own enjoyment, but only for the benefits of all. When I returned to the jungle in 2019 to work with this plant teacher again after 14 years, my main concern was that I would be visiting realms, spiritual realms, about which I had no idea and no control to avoid or invite. It was really an exercise in total surrender and in total trust. My toy ceremonies 
in 2019 were solo ceremonies. My teacher would come to the temple at 6 p.m., give me the medicine, and then leave me until the next day. Hearing about other people getting lost or in very dangerous situations when ingesting this medicine on their own made me not ask but demand that a trusted worker of my teacher stay with me throughout the experience. And those trances, each one of them, lasted 16 hours. I would drink my medicine, make myself comfortable in my little tent because I knew that any doing on my part would become meaningless, not before long. And then I would wake up several hours later, either in the same place or in a different place in the temple, with no memory whatsoever of what had happened. The funny thing that I did experience was that I would wake up from each of these trances feeling totally fine, but totally mistaken about my real state of consciousness, meaning that I was still deep in the medicine and uh, one of the effects of this medicine is a profound sense of disorientation. You can look around yourself and everything looks familiar, but you can't place yourself or move around it as usual. Total disorientation. And actually, after my first solo toy ceremony in 2019, I left the temple on my own. The trusted worker let me go, assuming that I was fine, only to get totally lost in the jungle. Totally lost in an environment that I could see as very familiar, but I could not move around it. Luckily for me, I eventually met another person who directed me in the right direction so that I could find my teacher and find my own hut again. That experience, once it was over, seemed very comical to me, but also very profound, because thinking about it afterwards, I realized that the toy trance is the thing that most closely resembles our human condition, meaning that we believe that we are totally sober when in reality most of us are in a total trance state. We are totally unaware, even though we tell ourselves that we are consciously aware. It is a very humbling but very profound experience to realize that in life, despite what we claim, we are always or almost always completely in an altered state and unaware of the reality that surrounds us to the point that we don't really need to get high to, to get into an altered state of consciousness because we already are. All of us 
are constantly tripping hard in every moment of our waking life. Even those people who preach total sobriety are tripping on their own trip all the time. The good news is that mind-altering substances and other spiritual processes can be very helpful in waking us up from this trance. They can support us in meaningful ways in awakening to true reality. This is a very profound process that, in my opinion, is best engaged in with the proper guidance and preparation and not as a pastime. The danger of these processes is that instead of supporting us in our own awakening, they can drive us deeper into our own dreaming and not just into our dreaming but also in a state of delusion and deeper illusion. The consequences of falling deeper into a delusional state can be semi-permanent with the toy plant and oftentimes they are permanent. So I don't recommend anybody to ingest this plant without the proper preparation and without the proper support and guidance. Even though I remember nothing about my toy trances, I received a couple of insights from the person who was taking care of me during those trances that led me to believe that I was in a good place, that I was in a place of high energy and in the company of very benevolent energies. What happened after my dieta, after these toy trances, was very challenging physically, mentally. For weeks, I was completely out of it, unable to remember anything. But from that also came a wave of incredible creativity. What happened was that immediately after closing the dieta, I felt a strong urge to share the medicine that I was carrying and the insights that I had received, even the unconscious ones. And that led me to writing the book, The Toy Diaries, but also of writing another book, of poems and stories, which is coming out at the end of August, and a tarot deck inspired by my experiences at Burning Man, which is a gathering that I attended for nine times in the mid-90s until the mid-2000s, and which is coming out also before the end of this month of August. All of these creative projects were simply a way for me to share 
the medicine that I had received from this plant teacher. There was a certain urgency about it because, as my teacher is fond of repeating to me, if I don't share the medicine and the gifts that I receive through plant medicine, those gifts turn into poison inside myself. So at the beginning, there was a certain manic energy about sharing all of this, which eventually lessened and allowed me to actually put into writing these insights in whichever ways I could come up with. So it's been a very rewarding experience. And at the same time, I keep this plant teacher with utmost respect and utmost humility. Blessings.